0: What's going on, Fan Bros? On this episode, we welcome author, editor, and composer, Mr. Daniel Jose Older. We also chat with Chico Leo, who warns us against the dangers of Ebola.
1: I guess I'm going to have to leave that in the episode now. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fair. And welcome, Internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy DJ Ben I mean, a.k.a. the Captain Kirk of hip-hop, the Kevin Bacon of the Internets, all kind of other good stuff, former Herald of Galactus, a.k.a. DJ Scroll, And I'm in the building tonight on Fan Bros. Show, the voice of the urban geek, and I'm here in the spaceship joined by...
0: Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Edges of Tech, also known as the Ahura of the Spaceship, also known as Mastermind, and the Black Russian, and the Black Rogue.
2: Yes, you like it. I love it.
0: Yes,
1: that's right. And also joining us tonight, as always, apparently the
3: Jonathan Frakes of uh, of hip
1: hop. Yes, yes. The, yes.
0: Methus- <laughs> the Methuselah of the Death Star. That's
1: yes, right. Yes, yes. yes.
3: Grand Moff Tarkin. Chico
1: Leo <laughs> Marcel. <himself. laughs> Chico. Yes, the it's, Wookie from Brooklyn. In the building. <laughs> yeah.
3: How you doing, sir? Good, good, oh, good. Oh, I'm right. recovering, you know, uh, one of the uh, side effects of uh, being on a podcast. I had to get some oral surgery last week because uh, hey, I, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking so much. Yeah, because I was talking so much. Yeah, let's make sure that's clear <laughs> right
0: there, <laughs> right, folks. Right,
3: <laughs> Definitely.
0: <laughs> we didn't authorize that that's for him right. to discuss this <laughs> on the show. <laughs> no, no,
1: not at all. Unlike, s-
3: unlike Michael Douglas, who had to get, uh, he had throat cancer that he blamed yeah. on uh, going down on too many women.
1: Was it too many women, or was it just going down
3: on women in general? I think it was, well, that's a good, good, good question. Yeah, I'm know. not sure what the, what the differentiation I'm is. I'm pretty
0: sure that's scientifically wrong, but, you know. No, it's
3: the, the HPV uh, vaccine, uh, mm. a virus uh, that can give men throat cancer who, you know, like to ple- pleasure and, their ladies. When
1: he made that statement, I definitely worried about my own health. Right. <laughs> that's all go. I'm saying. So, moving on to a new topic. That was wow. checking his tonsils in the, uh, in DJ, the mirror. DJ Ben, I mean,
0: you sound like really hype right now.
1: I am. I am super hyped, Tatiana. Why? Because, oh my God, oh my God, again. (laughs) Next week. Yes, (laughs) next week, one week away from today, by the time you hear this show, we will be fully up in New York Comic Con.
0: Wait a minute, see. Okay, I almost paused you on that one. What do you yep. mean all up in New York Comic Con? Because I'm gonna be
3: all up in New York Comic That's Con. Right. Comic Con, we're gonna be inside you. Yes,
1: I'm gonna be all <laughs> in them hallways. <laughs> we're gonna be in you, in that artist alley, yeah. <laughs> right up in there, boy. That's where I'm, I'm going deep in the artist alley. We
3: will have entered. Yes. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the juvenile episode of right. Fanbro Show. That's right, right. I came on the right night. I
1: see. <laughs> hey, yo, you came on the night, right night. Oh, man. Yes, we do have a special guest in here tonight. Oh, Taddeo, please let him know who um, is joining us in the spaceship.
0: Well, this gentleman right here, our special guest of the evening, he is a writer, an editor, and composer. He's known as the author of the Bone Street Rumba, which is an urban fantasy series. He's written for Salon and BuzzFeed. He's wrote a lot about um, anti-oppression pieces, things of that nature. This guy was also a paramedic for 10 long years, and he has really, really ridiculous stories about this. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Daniel Jose Older. Yeah, all right, all right, all right.
3: Welcome to the Perennium Falcon.
1: Perennium? What? Oh, God. I I asked before I thought about it. I'm already traumatized. We ain't even begun. I'm already traumatized. Why? Oh, I was going to say I'm happy to be
4: here, but I'm having second thoughts. Uh, uh. (laughs) The Perennium Falcon. Oh, Oh, God. That's
1: terrible. Oh, man. Yeah, well, like I said before, (laughs) New York Comic Con is one week away, and the fan bros will be Be there, folks. Next Tuesday night, we're kicking off New York Comic Con with our very own live podcast at Bergen Street Comics.
0: You know, I heard some people going to be there.
1: You know, I mean, amazingly enough, we will be joined on our spaceship at Bergen. Street Comics.
0: Hi,
1: right. Jean Grey.
0: Say word. Oh.
1: Say word.
0: <laughs> I'm so
1: excited. Yes, I'm so super hyped. That's right, folks. One week away from today. Well, well, not one week away from today. Next week, yeah. October 7th. It's right around the corner now. Yes, October 7th. You can catch us at Bergen Street Comics starting at 8 p.m. With Gene Grey as our special guest, alongside Quelle Chris. Nice. Yeah, he's really dope, yo. Really dope, young, upcoming rapper. Right. Y'all need to check him out there. Dope, dope. One of my favorite mixtapes from last year. Yeah,
0: and this event's open him. to the public.
1: Open to the public, and it's free.
0: Free 99? Free
1: 99. This might be the only time that you get to catch our live podcast free. So, you need to come out and do it this time. What you trying
0: to tell them? They got to pay next time. Oh, look, it's like crack <laughs> rot, baby.
1: You get one the first time, and then after that, you know how it goes $20. Hey, yo, yo, yo. I got the sample right here. Yeah, don't come short. You know what I mean? Come try it free. But that's right. Bergen Street Comments, next Tuesday night, we will be in the building live podcast. All the details on fanbros.com. But that's not it for the week, Tatiana. It is so crazy next week. Not only that, oh. October 9th, Thursday night, we're doing a party. Yes, a party at Home Sweet Home in the Lower East Side. Bars. It, bars. 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 Music. I
0: can't believe this. Drinks. This is incredible. Cosplay,
1: all that good stuff. Come out, wear your cosplay, Home Sweet Home in the Lower East Side, next Thursday night. Chico Leo, what do you come dressed as? That's all I want to know. Yo, I think it's a secret. Oh. Right, right now, right
3: oh, I like now, that. that's uh, it's undercover right now. I like
1: now. that. Well, it's uh, coming
0: as Michael Douglas Dentist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. His throat surgeon. Oh, hey, yo.
3: (laughs) Home
1: sweet home. (laughs) Next (laughs) Thursday night. Is there a cover? Is there a cover? No, that too is free. Exactly. That too is free. We are just giving you all kind of free events next week. I'll be DJing on Thursday, October 9th. On Tuesday, Bergen Street, come see the live podcast, interview, meet and greet, all that good stuff. Uh, bring your Deadpool comics to be signed by Gene Grey. Bring your albums. Mm-hmm. Do all that. You know it's going down. I'll be signing any body part, a yo, that you ask me to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you're the only one that people want, you know, autographs from. No, We're, of course, the rest they, of us they, not. Input, no, they're gonna you know? be Tatiana. I'm just,
1: I'm putting myself out there because they're gonna be rushing you already. No, so I'm just saying, you know. And Chico Leo Both. is going to be, like, having a line of women lined up, like, will you please take a Polaroid of me, that's Chico? That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know? So that's already going down. That's right.
3: I got to get some film for my camera. Yeah, you got to bring your camera out, Chico. Right. You, might, you know, we got a little back room at Bergen. You might need to take them back there and handle that. So now, will you be signing body parts if they're not attached to a person? Like if someone shows up with an arm, will you See, sign that?
0: It's like you can't present can't him with out. a regular idea. He goes left with it every single time. I saw
1: the, like, most Ooh. greatest joke about that, and it's so vulgar. I can't even repeat it on this show. But, yeah, I'll sign it. If you bring somebody's arm in, I got you. All right. Yeah, excellent. F it. Why not? You know? Oh You're probably God. going to jail right after that. Right. But, hey, <laughs> you know, you'll have my autograph to you keep you Go to you jail warm. happy. Yeah. <laughs> so... All right, Tuesday, October 7th, Bergen Street Comics. Thursday, October 9th, Home Sweet Home. More to come next week. Mm -hmm. We'll be announcing a meet and greet for the fan bros at New York Comic Con. It is going down. I mean, there should be so many people in New York Comic Con. Thousands. Thousands in the area that hopefully disaster doesn't strike.
0: I know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What I, know, kind of right? disaster? I wasn't even thinking like that. Why, I know. Why, why, why but, wait,
0: take it but wait, but wait, Ben. I mean, what kind of disaster are you talking about? Is it the kind that Chico Leo always talks about? Well,
1: Chico Leo has been predicting this for a long time, right? Now. <laughs> so, wait, what? Dogcast is not funny, but, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. But the way Chico Leo <laughs> explains it, nah, not. <laughs> so,
3: a couple of months ago, you know, the uh, unfortunately there was an outbreak of Ebola in, I guess, I think Liberia or Sierra Leone. It has yep. now spread to You're five several, countries. Yeah. We live in a globalized world. Mm-hmm. I sort of did the math in my head. I figured it would come here sometime at the end of September. Here we are. It's September 30th. It has apparently arrived in Dallas. We've got another week and a half for it to arrive. Now, I I don't know. For anyone out there who hasn't been to Comic-Con, there's a lot of face-to-face contact, a lot of breathing on each other, a lot of blood play, a lot of diarrhea can get in your eyes. Wait a minute. that's how how Ebola Uh, spreads. Wait a minute. minute. Pause. Pause.
1: Wait
0: a minute. Before we spread misinformation. I've never
1: been to Comic-Con before, but... I don't think there's diarrhea again in anybody's if, eyes. No blood
3: play this year. <laughs> that will be my last Comic Con. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, I was just saying I thought, you know, with people traveling from from all over as they do to come to Comic Con, as well as, you know, it just being New York, people coming in and out from all over the world, all over the country. Yeah. That uh that weekend might be the weekend that we get our first Ebola case. But why won't we're there though?
0: Chico, why won't we are all? Oh there? well, not
3: well. I mean, because we don't have super anti Ebola powers that I know of. But uh has like to for do yourself, Chico. Yeah. <laughs> so, you don't know. You I'm don't the captain know. of the spaceship. Right. It doesn't go on without. No, me. I mean, I was definitely thinking my, my cosplay might run more towards. Uh, you oh, know God. Walter. What? No, Walter White's like hazmat suit from uh, <laughs> from
0: Breaking Bad. I would not be, oh, be surprised. Actually, yeah. Yeah.
1: that's very strategic. That's strategic. You know, that makes You sense. know,
4: I'm just saying the strain is about to have their season
3: finale. Right. Right. I mean, it's happening. Into the same I house. mean, the strain
1: is is very instructive on what's going to be happening in New York in a few weeks. So there's to be people running around with giant tongues coming out their mouth <laughs> in a couple <laughs> weeks.
3: Well, they get yeah something, <sighs> something. Oh man, oh, oh, Michael, man. Man. never yeah. a dull moment <laughs> in New York City. No, no. But and it, and Tribeca Film Festival is that weekend, so we're hoping that actually the Ebola breaks out at Tribeca. Not at, uh, at Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, we, you Where know, those are like great wiki. filmmakers, yes. actors, and stuff. We don't want them catching Ebola. Oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if you know. But, you know, between fan bros and, you know, the Nets' Oscar winners, let's go with the Oscar winners, exactly. right? Yeah, most definitely. Exactly. Tatiana, what, what else is going on?
0: Well, <laughs> you know I gotta get away. I gotta get away from the Ebola stuff because it's it's you're starting to scare me now. But um, there's some big news in Marvel actually right now. Yes, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how Jack Kirby's finally getting his due.
1: Yes, yes, yes. This is huge, unprecedented news. Earlier this week, uh, Jack Kirby estate, which had been involved in a lawsuit with Marvel, I think since like the 70s, it feels since like. Forever. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, since like the 70s. I mean, he's
3: been dead for like 20
1: years. Yeah. He's been dead since 94. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely been it, since before he died. They right. Were, they started this lawsuit. And they've been trying to basically prove that he, you know, owns or at least owns in part. The majority of the characters he created, which would be the majority of the Marvel Right, universe. it is the majority of the X-Men, Marvel X-Men,
0: Iron Man, the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, right. Thor, basically folks that you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and actually, I don't think people realize that he created Spider-Man because Steve Ditko drew the Amazing Fantasy 15. Yep. And yeah. then the first, like, 40 or 50 issues of Spider-Man, but Jack Kirby actually drew it. Yep and Invented, uh, the, invented character the character and put character. most of so, the yeah, yeah. the X Men, Thor, everything, everything that you know is, in the world yeah, from Marvel yeah. is because of Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. I mean, and Stan, Stan, Stan his credit. Yeah, yeah
1: definitely. definitely. But Jack, you know, as, as they say, Stan might have been more the you know showman, the huckster who sold the ideas, but, but Jack was the artist, the yeah. genius behind. Just everything. Silver I mean, Surfer. Hulk. Yeah, and, and exactly Galactus, and everything. I mean, almost everything. Half great. the Marvel
3: characters are supporting characters from the Fantastic Four. So right. right. You know all that Galactus, Silver Surfer, the Inhumans, right,
1: right. Submariner, right. 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 the, the right. New yeah. Gods later right. on right. at right. DC. Yep, I yep, mean, yep. just yep. it uh, on and on. But anyway, he finally settled. Well, the state finally settled their case of Marvel. Black Panther. Yeah,
0: he actually, he never received any money or credit, like, since it. No, he decried. was always,
1: he, he would always, get, I mean, he got paid as a work for hire person. Right, and right. then, you know, that was the dispute. Now that these movies are making billions of dollars for Marvel, why isn't his family seeing
3: some of it? They also didn't even return the art back then. So wow, like, yeah, no, yeah, I've like heard those that. Those pages would go for like if you were to a wrench, ten yeah, $10, $10, of dollars. Yeah. So like even that, like is a robbery. Know, but you know the the legal. I mean, I I'm definitely on Jack Kirby's side, but. You know, you signed a contract, and, yep. you know, nobody thought back then that, you know, anybody, that these things would be, like, the modern day, you Myth, know. Mythology, right. basically. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, so, I mean, the terms of the settlement won't probably ever be revealed, but, yeah. you know, it's safe to say that the <coughs> Kirby estate is happy. They really didn't have a chance in hell of Willie really winning, you know, this chase, so this is probably the best thing for everyone. right.
0: right. They were asking for 18 to $20 per page. Wow. So that's 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 up in the billions. Yeah,
2: (laughs) that'll add up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So basically, you know, they've gotten some money. Um, probably in the future, we'll start seeing more. You know, created by Jack Kirby on the Marvel products, which is always a good thing. You know, paid a tribute to him. So, shout outs to the family. You know, y'all did a good thing. Won a big victory. Congratulations on all that. Mm -hmm. Very nicely done. And with that, we got a huge show ahead of us. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros.
3: Yo, this is your friendly neighborhood MegaRan with a special announcement. Make sure you're following the Fan Bros show. On iTunes, subscribe. On Facebook, like it. And on SoundCloud and Twitter, follow it. Let's go.
0: Welcome, Internet, to another special episode of Fan Bro Show. We are back in the spaceship tonight with our special guest, Mr. Daniel Jose Older. That's me. That's your name. And your name is DJ Older on uh, Twitter, but on you're not Twitter,
4: a DJ. I'm not a DJ, although apparently I've been confusing people because <laughs> people <I've, laughs> keep asking me if I play at bingo and, uh, you know, old people houses, but no.
1: No. Oh, a, DJ, DJ older. older. Very nice. <laughs> <sighs> that is dope. Uh, Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to change <laughs> my name to that when I get older. I'm going to be like, I'm DJ Older now. <laughs> I feel like I missed DJ my calling. DJ <laughs>
0: (laughs) DJ
1: Senior Citizen.
0: Right. Well, I I, I mentioned that because, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show that how, you know, you're a composer, you're a writer, you've done all these different things. Um, And, you know, being that, you know, you've written a lot, you've written a lot about anti-oppression, you've Mm -hmm. written a lot about sci-fi. I mean, Mm -hmm. and it all kind of all comes together in a really beautiful way can you just give us kind of an overview of who you are like what makes (laughs) you what's your passion that
4: should be easy yeah i mean well i come from a background of doing community organizing Hmm. and being a paramedic Mm -hmm. and if you put those two things together and i and i'm a nerd you know and i've always been a nerd i've always loved sci-fi and fantasy um so at some point they all crashed together and i started writing fiction and that's when it, it all started to make sense um and i feel like until that point i was really just like putting myself out in all these different directions and not quite getting there. And then, you know, and then you have that moment where you look back and you're like, shit, I'm so glad that I did all the anti-racist organizing and gender violence work and saving motherfuckers' lives because it all comes into play in writing. And I mean that, like, literally in the sense of, like, when I think about plot and character, all those things come into play. But also when you're dealing with the business of writing, you need to have an analysis of race and gender and power. Otherwise, you will get stepped on. And that is the deep thing about that's why that's one of the reasons why we talk so much about this anti-oppression stuff, along with publishing, because the industry is so white and it's so intense. And you have to know that walking in and be strategic about how you put yourself out there and who's your allies and who's not. Those are all organizing tools. And when you're in a room, you need to read the room, whether it's like, a, you know, one on one meeting or, you know, a big group of people or whatever you're doing, you're doing a reading. You know, I was in Indiana uh, over the summer, speaking to a room full of white people about writing the other and how racist shit is. Mm-hmm. And those motherfuckers were with it.
0: they were they were very they receptive. were totally
4: totally receptive. Um, but I was glad that I had been through so many trainings uh, and given so many trainings about racism. Because it has equipped me to understand when people are getting uncomfortable, how to push them, how to not push them when I don't want to push them, and how to read the room. Mm-hmm. Those are all organizing skills, and I'm glad I have them because now I need them real bad.
2: Right. <laughs> you, it's you,
0: real. you echo a lot of things that that um, our very special guest Juno Diaz last year has talked about. I know you're well aware of him. Much love. Um, him. You know, on the show, he he talked a lot about American diversity, yeah. Um, international diversity, and how that corresponded to things like X-Men, and how you right. know X-Men's an allegory for a lot of. Right. All of that, you know, yeah. racism, right. diversity, rights. all that, civil rights, everything. Yes. So, you know, being that you also write in yeah. that same vein, you know, what steps do you think we need to take to kind of get a better representation of our culture, people of color to be be better represented in popular culture?
4: That's you know, it has to come from all sides. Um that's really one of the main things. Like w- the the thing is like people of color have always been writing fantasy and writing non-fantasy, writing fiction. Um, Octavia Butler. Octavia Butler, God bless her, um, mm-hmm. cuz she sure changed my life as a mm-hmm. writer, as did Juno. You know, these are people that are really just like these, you know, they have just they are warriors. They have taken huge steps and paved the way for us to stand here today. Um so on the one hand it's that, you know, as artists of color, writers of color, we do have a responsibility, I think a greater responsibility to not have stupid beef and infighting with each other because we can't afford to um so like you know we can't afford to have these like petty back and forths that you see happen a lot both in like you know in in the literary world and all that bullshit not to say that uh we should just stand there and get disrespected either but um because the industry is the way it is because it is so white um we you know it's on us to mentor each other to raise each other up i love that juno has the uh Vona, vona program that he's a part of i went to that last year it's a writers of color um, a workshop basically where you go and it's all right as a color and because of that it's all folks with an analysis and it really becomes like a family or community it's a deep thing so things like that they need to happen you know shows like this like there needs to be we need to carve out spaces where we can have these complicated conversations and get into it on the other end it's like most agents are white most editors are white you know this is a fact this isn't a disputed thing but when you say it it becomes controversial somehow you know it's a fact mm. um, and it affects things in the sense of like we need to ask ourselves, how do we translate ourselves when we're writing for a white audience? Do we protect them? Do we make our stories less somehow? Do we? Are we cautious about our voice? You know, All those things are really relevant questions to the issue of craft, to the issue of um, liberation, all these different questions, justice. Um, and we'll, we have to get through gatekeepers, which are agents and editors, yeah. to get to um, our audience. I don't write for a white audience necessarily, You know, but a white audience is reading my work before anyone else does because of the way the industry is set up. Mm. So those are questions we need to ask. But those are also questions the industry has to ask itself, you know, because we're always asking that. You know, it's always a person of color getting up there saying something important about the industry and race. But like we really need white agents and white editors and all publicity department people, cover artists, all those folks to have this conversation in a public way. In a radical way, in a courageous way. That's what. That's one of the missing pieces that we have here. Cause I could say this shit all day, and it'll be the angry Latino dude saying that <laughs> shit. You know, and like we need. And, and I'm gonna keep saying it. And uh, you know, the folks on Twitter are gonna keep saying it. and All those other things. Uh, Roxanne Gay is another one who's real awesome and loud. Mickey Kendall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these folks will keep saying it. Uh, we need for the industry to change. Things radical things have to happen from the inside, and they're happening. They're happening very quietly, and they're happening in pockets. So you know, I see it changing long term. How can we get there quicker? It's gonna take work.
0: But we definitely have to reach from all sides.
4: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: It's not gonna work just one. one it voice can't just speaking. be
4: us. And you'll see them put it on us. You know, you'll see conversations between I see agents. The onus
0: is always on. Yeah. Us. It's
4: like, well, if they want change, they should probably fight for change. Motherfucker. We've, we've been, been fighting. fighting for change. Right? Where you been?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you fucked up the system. How about you fight for change? Like Y'all the one benefiting from it and organizing it and acting like you don't have any power in it. Because, you know, they'll say, oh, the market doesn't, you know, all y'all people don't read. All that bullshit. You know, like, take responsibility. You fought to get in a position of power. Now you have power. Great responsibility. All that bullshit.
1: Use it. Yeah, you um in your piece recently you wrote on diversity and you said that you you had a statistic that really bothered me. You said that there were 3200 children's books put out in 2013 and I think 85 of them were featuring people of color. Yeah. That is like So sad because, I mean, I know the children's book is one of the most lucrative markets out there, for one. Yeah. And it's
3: just how we educate and, you know, raise the next generation. It's also one of the hardest to break into for some reason. I don't know the reasons why, but apparently it's harder to break into the children's book like that that's like a more closed world which means there's mm. even less creators mm-hmm. of color getting in mm-hmm. in that world than than uh than in the you know adult or young adult novel i would world. think
0: it's also a highly more police world because you're dealing right. with right. people's children right so, right. right you know.
4: and that's where i think things get complicated as yeah. far as the gatekeeping piece yeah. but but it's real and that's where i feel like this piece is as much about you know we can intellectualize it really easily and as adults we can be like well this is fucked up for these reasons one two three Um, But when kids are in play, it's really a matter of life and death. And that's where it's like, you know, I'm not I'm not playing. This isn't a game to me. You know, I mean, we're talking about our children. We're talking about our children's children. Um, So you're not going to tell me that. Oh, it's just like, oh, it's just fantasy. Oh, it's just literature. Oh, we're just kidding around. No, 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 no. This is about how our children see ourselves. This is about high suicide rates. This is about self-destruction, sense of self, you know, knowledge of self. All these things are very real. In communities of color, in ways that they're not, it's not that kind of crisis is not happening in white communities, not nearly in the same way. So, you know, what's really going on?
1: And I have the same issue. Not even like, okay, we only have 85 children's books, let's say. And then, like, the same thing that me and Juno, when he talked about when we were on the show, we yeah. had a big point about how sci fi right now and for the last 20, 30 years hasn't shown a hopeful future. There's just been, you know, every sci-fi movie Mm -hmm. is dystopian, right? you know, or apocalyptic. And so it doesn't give our generation, you know, or the next generation any hope for the future. And I feel the same way when we look at children's books, like especially those marketed towards black people. I see things like what to do when your dad is in jail. And it's like, dude, okay, I get it. You know, I get that a lot of us have dads in jail and whatnot. But it's like, damn, can't we show a children's book that doesn't have this like. Negative imagery right off the break, you right. know. You know right.
0: there, there was even a Sesame Street episode about yes, you know, about a uh, oh, word. Yeah, I mean oh, they're yeah. pu- they the the Muppets. So the the uh, right. monsters, El- Elmo right. and another but, one, but Elmo and another monster yeah. were wow. having conversation about you know someone someone's monster dad was in right. jail and right. how to deal with that <sighs> and yeah, you know the, it kind of pushes me a certain way, like yeah. you know, wow, we got to really have that conversation, but like, damn, we really right. have to have that conversation in this manner. That's deep. Like, how that's do you? Deep. Yeah, like you know, how do you feel about that type of imagery and that type of communication that we that we may or may not have to be having with our children? Right,
4: I think that's where it's like the, one of the other things that we miss out on is nuance. So when we don't have a diverse world, a diverse marketplace, a diverse literary world, publishing world, I should say. Um, what we don't get is a variety of narratives about what it means to be a person of color in the united states we get the one narrative um, that Mm -hmm. we've been warned against um and it's you know it's the same old narrative so i do think that we need to have children's books that talk about the harder sides of life you know and i do think we need dystopias I, i love the genre of dystopias what i hate is when dystopias uh come at us with like this doom and gloom ending so like spoiler alert but 1984 and brazil (laughs) (laughs) those movies are some bullshit to me because if you're gonna paint this this dark ass this fucked up picture of the future and then you're gonna on top of that tell me that there's no way out you know fuck you you're not Mm. helping me you're Mm. just that's that's really um uh it's 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 more than not helping you're basically saying why struggle Mm -hmm. yeah and i need literature that will that will on the one hand tell me that things are rough so that i don't feel like I'm crazy to know that things are really bad out there. The world is actually on fire and it will continue to be. But I also need literature that will help me to have to navigate through that and not tell me that it's impossible and it's hopeless. You know what I mean? Because honestly, I think if we didn't have dystopias, if they were to write books about how great the future is going to be, those would be boring books. I'm sorry. Yeah. You,
0: could, you I mean, wouldn't yeah. believe it.
4: It would be unbelievable. it would be boring. Where's the conflict? You know what I mean? like So we do need dystopia and we need exciting stories about the future and how fucked up it is. And we're living in dystopia. I mean, let's be real. Like when you look at the news, that's some dystopia shit. It's just mm. maybe it's not on our doorstep yet. But, yeah. uh, you well, know.
3: it's also a point of view thing. I mean, I think anything that portrays the future as being a world without humans is a great positive thing. But most. <laughs> Most people would consider that <laughs> dystopian. You want more so, Wookiees, right? So, yeah, right. you know, I understand, I understand.
4: Oh. but it's a complicated conversation. I really do feel like we it's painful to me to think about the amount of nuance that we don't get because we're not really getting there, like uh, within of color communities, you know, how much. You know, just within Caribbean communities, within Latino communities, all these
3: different things that are so complex, and it gets reduced to that one token character. Well, not not only that, I I can definitely say the white world, I think in general, doesn't understand that that diversity that you just mentioned. Right. Like there is no concept of the di- the different the diversity of the different like exactly the, 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 i mean there was white a dude people are a, not a monolith. Oh, right. right well so there was a white dude from texas moved on to my block and i was explaining to him how the neighborhood used to be puerto rican and then became dominican and is now mexican <laughs> and oh. clearly in his, like, 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 he just was like i think he even said like oh same thing or just something like same yeah, different he definitely said something That's like
4: how to get stabbed and, and in like, america
3: press, <laughs> and, and i tried to, how to get i tried to break it down and be like yeah well i used to have to walk seven blocks to get Taco, and now I walk around the corner. But like, he clearly just didn't understand Uh, it, and I would have thought him being from Texas would. Oh no, you know, all we're gonna have is Mexican. And so, like, the same. That's your whole world. I mean, you know, when you're talking about the Caribbean Day Parade, and you're talking about like, you know, that goes down Eastern Parkway, and you're talking to a white person about like difference between like Haitian people. And people who've been in America for five hundred years who are black, like no they, difference, they're, but, but right? In their and it's just like, but, but what are you talking about? These yeah. people just came right. here like fifty years ago, yeah. And these people, you know, I mean, and so that that is an issue—the lack of understanding right. of the of the of the diversity. But that comes in from the, within them, not
1: that they're not being a showcase of diversity. Just exactly, like yeah. and just like you were talking about, like nuance. Like we were talking about this during the break we were talking about the alien movies and i right. was i was stating how they're kind of a representation for like fear of a black fear of the other yeah fear of the other of the other sexual capabilities the ability uh-huh. to you know create um be- <laughs> I mean, that was sp- funny to me. No, no, no. I, no. Read- I get what you're saying.
0: I was just funny to me. Yeah, because <laughs> he like- said
4: fear of a black dot, dot, dot. <laughs> he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't going to say other. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And so, and of like of being a genetically recessive, you know, race and having the others overtake your race. Yeah. Right. And like, you wouldn't look at Alien like that. You could just look at it as a horror science fiction film if not for the fact that there is no nuance. Like I was saying, there's no other side. There's no movie where it shows a black alien and being like, oh, he's a good guy, you know? There's <laughs> none of that. It's just, you know, there's one movie right. where there's this, you know, a, like foreign black evil non-thinking monster that is just coming to kill you Right. you know and so that's what i mean i mean i've read
3: a lot of things about alien being the first movie about male rape like that's another wow. that's another point of view cuz the thing Whoa. well the thing yeah. puts its it's it you know down and then yeah. and then well, it yeah. impregnates the it impregnates you yeah and no, i no, i mean no. and i want to defend the, the only, i'm not going to say anything disagree with anything you yep. just said but yafikoto i think is the first black guy in space in in a, in a and major no Amer- in a major american movie he had no and I, I would point out for our listeners who don't know but yafakoto is actually jewish and does claim to be descended from queen victoria so yeah. <laughs> <Wow. know.
2: laughs> yeah shout out, so Yafa. Yeah. Try to, to qu- claim it. Shout out to Queen Victoria. <laughs> well, <guess>. Queen Victoria's <laughs> son.
3: Queen Victoria's son. Uh, you really went left. Yeah, yeah. Queen <laughs> Victoria's son, who was one of the Jack the anymore. Ripper. Or, uh, <laughs> he's one of the Jack the Ripper suspects.
2: Well,
0: well, had, me, had
3: an affair with an African woman, and Yafa claims to be descended from
0: and, that. And here we are. Let me Jesus. bring so you back. And he's in. Let me bring you back in, though, because you guys were talking actually towards another question that I have for you, Daniel. You know, you had mentioned aliens. And uh, during the break, we had talked about um, Peter Jackson and Lord of the Rings. You know, yeah. we talked about how yeah. we noticed that a lot of the Lord of the Rings uh, films are indeed racist or have racist o- the- undertones, overtones.
2: overtones.
1: It, <laughs> it's just the fact that all the main characters right. are white. Right. And the yeah. only people of color in the movie are the orcs, and they are a very dark black color. And they have dreadlocks. Well, they have, have
4: dreadlocks. dreadlocks. They have like, natural hair. Yeah.
3: So, 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 so yeah. Daniel. natural hair works. So where I, where is the line They have a YouTube channel. If oh, there had God. been a black person in the room to just simply explain, like,
2: like, But you I don't know think what it is. I mean? th-
0: but it goes beyond that. And I think what that's what Daniel's trying to express, that, you know, it goes beyond that one person saying, well, you know, I'm a black person. What, let's put some representation in there. It goes beyond that. But no, no I'm to saying to explain. I,
3: I think there's a chance that Peter Jackson was like, no, I didn't mean that. Or I wasn't. it wasn't intentional. You know, that that's subconscious racist stuff. But that's.
0: The thing is, it's not so much that is intentional. It's that the fact that he has no clue that right. Right. Go yeah, ahead, exactly.
3: Dan. No, exactly that,
4: and the intention piece is deep because that's where they always go when they fuck up. It yeah. wasn't my intention to, you know, completely dehumanize right. you, motherfucker. I don't care. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> your intentions don't mean shit to me because you've already done the damage. So now you talk about your intentions is all for you so you can feel better. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Not to shut you down. No, 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 not at down, all.
4: Please. No, no. I, <laughs> I think I mean, it, I it always it. goes back. You know, yeah. so I don't, I don't care about Peter Jackson's intentions. So,
0: so, so all that being said, that question that I have for you is like, where's like the Haitian high elf? Like where? <laughs> <laughs> where, where is like the person of color that's you know the the, the good guy in fantasy and in sci-fi and all this stuff I like mean, w- like why is like you know how when you think about it you always when you when you think about things like for Star Trek for instance you mm-hmm. think of maybe the Vulcans and you know that's the race that's really smart and this that and the other and you always have this kind of view of what these people look like then you hear think of something like like Romans they're a little darker skin they, right they're right. evil. Things like that. How come there's, like, no person of color or or, or race of color that you just think of good things about?
4: (laughs) Well, you know the answer to that question. I mean, I'll take the opportunity to plug my book since you brought it up because that's one of the reasons that I write fantasy is because that's my question, too. You know what I mean? So, you know, my characters, uh, my protagonists are of color. Um, so half reservation Blues comes out in January The main character mm-hmm. Carlos de la Cruz is half dead and half alive and he's a Puerto Rican dude living in Brooklyn He's actually not they're not sure if he's Puerto Rican they found him and I mean he, he they found him and they were like, well you look about Puerto Rican we'll call you Puerto Rican because <laughs> he was he doesn't he, his memory got wiped out when he died but um, he really is Puerto Rican. but um, so <laughs> and then I have a book Shadow Shaper coming out uh, next summer from Scholastic, uh, which is a YA book and again the main character is Puerto Rican, and Brooklyn, um, and one of the things that she deals with is, is having um, hair that her family criticizes, you know, because mm. she, she wears her hair natural in a fro, um, and <laughs> she has the racist aunt, who's older, and she has a Haitian boyfriend, um, wow. so all these issues uh, come up, you know, and I think that's another piece, uh, is that it's not enough, that's why I say diversity is not enough, it's not enough just to have diverse characters, um, you know, the nuance piece has to be there, the things that we go through, and the, the problems within, for instance, within the Latino community of colorism, you know of racism that that really exists like we have to have those conversations um so those are things that i talk about in my writing and then you know there's 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 some great writers of color doing great fantasy n.k jemison um tananarive do you know folks who are doing these amazing work that are like you know groundbreaking um and octavia's work of course Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so it's there it's just like it's not getting the advertising dollars they haven't made the movies and the shows of them like they need to um which is you know how things blow up these days so change is gonna come though
0: yeah i
3: i actually read having nothing to do with fambros i read your piece in the guardian about uh hp lovecraft if if people don't know hp lovecraft very important Mm -hmm. early pulp writer the most nakedly racist of all the early Pulp writers. (laughs) I mean, there are different degrees. I mean, but my my one question is how much, like, do you, is is there a throwing the baby out with the, all right, so there's an award, there's a big fantasy Mm -hmm. award named after him. Is there, I mean, I don't, this is a question that I'm not saying, like, it, back then, like, people didn't have concepts. I mean, the guy who wrote Wizard of Oz was was all in favor of exterminating all the Indians, like in America. Should we not watch the Wizard of Oz? Like and and I'm asking that not rhetorically or you you know what I mean? Like like I think it's important that people know that HP Lovecraft was a racist, but I think his Cthulhu mythology and the the connectedness and all this other stuff is something that's worth keeping and I have no problem with everyone knowing that that you know I right. mean Henry Ford and Walt Disney sent checks to Hitler. I think everyone should know that too. Like, yeah, definitely. Right. But you know, um, but I'm not throwing out Mickey Mouse.
0: Yeah. So so your your whole point is you know should we throw the baby out? That
3: that's right. kind of right. what I mean. I right. mean like I and I understand. I could see changing the and I, and again I, I actually read that piece that having no idea that I'd be talking. You to mean two the weeks? You later. mean the
4: BuzzFeed piece? Or the was, guard? It, was it, it was I,
3: it was about? I mean may, I might have read it on BuzzFeed. No, there was
4: a Guardian piece about the um about the petition, and then I wrote a piece on BuzzFeed feet about Lovecraft, so I don't know. If it might have been. It was but
0: probably there, some combination. Yeah, yeah,
3: or I might have read both. I mean yeah. to, to be honest with you, but I, I definitely was aware, and I knew that he was racist. I yeah, mean, he writes. I mean, his 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 shit is racist. I mean, yeah, oh, he yeah. writes racist <laughs> stuff. Really, yeah. In his stories, like he's pretty unrepentant. So, so,
0: so Daniel, what are your thoughts on that? I mean,
4: it's a great question. Uh, It's come up a lot since since the petition went live, um, because that's a lot of the stuff that people um, come back with. My feeling, you know, I I read Lovecraft a lot. I think he's fascinating. I think his mind is fascinating. I think the the way that he brings his fucked up, racist ideas into fiction is a fascinating study in, you know, the white mind and the paranoia that happens inside of it and the fantasies that come out of it. So, I definitely. Don't think it's worth just being like, you know, to hell with all this. It's it's worth reading, Um, right? But should he be the face of fantasy? No, he shouldn't. Absolutely not. And that's where it comes down to. It's like, how do we have these? How do we go deeper? So, you know, how do we talk about it? And we can still say like, I, you know, like you said, like all the shit that we read and love, most of it's racist. Um, I do think I do want to push back on the idea that a lot of folks bring out when we're talking about this, which is that oh, back then everybody's racist. Really, we're talking about every white person maybe was racist back then, but we expand our notion of everyone. You know, people of color weren't racist back then. Right, right, right. And a number (laughs) of white people weren't either. There was white people back then that were fighting for, you know, equality and all this stuff going on. So... That 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 um, gets lost when we start to have that conversation. They're like, oh, you know, that was the time.
3: No, I think R- Robert E. Howard actually was. Would, would, there were there letters between Robert E. Howard? Yeah, and they were Conan, they were friends. Mm-hmm. him and H.P. Lovecraft, and they would argue about that. And Robert E. Howard was was definitely a lot more progressive. But he was a racist too. <laughs> but just, yeah, you know, <laughs> well, you know, it's like a dude from rural Texas in like 1906. Yeah, you know? he was
4: pretty bad too. But but yeah, there was a lot of different conversations happening, and he was Lovecraft was also exponentially more racist than even the time of most white people back (laughs) then in a pretty stunning way. But, you know, it's it's a good conversation to have and that was what one of the reasons that I put it out there was to have this conversation and to get people, you know, to be talking and make them a little uncomfortable because I know fandom... He is fandom's favorite racist like fandom loves Lovecraft and they get so tight.
3: Well they love his work. That I mean I don't know that they love his race. I mean people aren't loving his to love his work is kind of
1: loving his right. you know his racism. And like I'm a fan of Lovecraft. I think he's a great writer. You know his stuff mm-hmm. is creepy as all hell. <laughs> Just the whole mythos he created is amazing. Mhm. But by the same token, like you said, it's like, you know, a lot of it is based on racist ideals. And mm-hmm. then when you read his, like, real thoughts, it's just like, Jesus, dude, you were just like, you, you hate. lost
4: man. I also think that on the craft level, um, and I've said, because a lot of people say, oh, you just don't want him to because he's racist. And it's actually deeper than that. I, I like a lot of his writing. I think he's a really interesting thinker, like I said. But there's a lot of shit that he doesn't do well. And, again, that's not just the times. He is an overwriter. Like he's an overwriter. Absolutely. His stories don't, you know, he'll have protagonists that don't do a single thing during the entire right. course of the story. You're just like, what the <laughs> fuck? Are, who are you? <laughs> Why are you
2: there, You sir? exist to get eaten. Like, that's boring. You know what I mean? And, and if or you to take, lose your mind. Right.
4: And if you take someone like Octavia Butler, because the other criticism was, oh, you just said her because she's a black woman. Listen, those yeah. people have not read Octavia Butler. That woman wrote her ass off. Yes. Octavia <laughs> Butler wrote science fiction and fantasy, because that's what the yeah. other thing is that say she's not a fantasist. She wrote fantasy. She wrote fantasy. She wrote time <laughs> travel, vampires, immortals, gods and goddesses, all these things, shapeshifters. Um, and she wrote with about power in a way that no one has done before or since in the genre. It's, it changed the game, and that is worth recognizing.
1: Word. All right, let's take a quick break right there. Mm-hmm. We got a lot more with Daniel coming up on this episode of Fan Bros, and we'll be right back to you. Hey, what's up, Fan Bros? When you're not listening to the latest episode of Fan Bros, you can always head over to fanbros.com and check out our extensive library of episodes. We've had Juno Diaz, Prodigy from Mob Deep, DMC of run DMC and all kind of other people. Going over to fanbros.com right now and check out that library. It's so many dope episodes. Yo, go crazy listening to them. And welcome back fanbros. I hope you've been enjoying this episode with Daniel Jose Older in the house tonight. Been yes, a little yes, political, yes. a little deep. <laughs> you know how we do on Fan show, the voice of the urban geek. We talk about all aspects of geek culture. And I got a quick few more questions for you, Daniel. How you doing? I'm been good. I'm, this I'm
4: having a good time. Let's
1: All say, right. This is my He's been putting his head down a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: like, oh, God. Yeah. That means I'm happy. Yeah.
4: It happens. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing.
1: All right. We have a question. What is a comic series or character that you would like to see made into a movie or TV show that hasn't been oh, done yet? Yeah, we were just kind of talking about
4: that. Yeah. I mean, look, um, Octavia Butler. Uh, Wild Seed is my favorite of her books that's yes. the shit all her and stuff
0: could be on HBO right now all
4: her shit could be on HBO I mean that whole series is deep I Clay's arc, I, I don't. they keep trying to make that one the movie I don't know why to me that's the weak link of the whole series but Wild Seed is an amazing story and it, it and it has potential to just grow and grow and grow because her books jump that, that sequence jumps like a century each book or mm-hmm. something which is deep on its own right um, but I just feel like those characters were vivid they were alive they were amazing that should happen. The Good House uh, by Tanana reeve Du, that's an amazing horror book. That shit scared the shit out of me. I don't even get scared that much anymore, but that was a scary book. Mm. Um, that should be a movie or a series. Um, that's a great question. I'll go with those two for now. All
1: right. Um, well, speaking of horror also, I, re- I read your piece that you wrote for Nightmare Magazine.com, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, Animal. <laughs> yeah, and it was a it was a very interesting piece. I liked it, you know, it was a little nice little fan bros. For everyone out there, it's a short story. It involves some monsters and you know horror and a uh, small town. Well, not a small town, a small location. It's kind of a small city. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely a small town, like small Sunnydale, city. small. Yeah. Riverdale small. W- Riverdale, yeah. yeah Riverdale right. yeah, exactly. yeah. small, one, one mall type of town. One mall type. Yeah, one mall type it's of town. One, one pet store, one yeah. mall.
4: <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of monsters.
1: But but, right. but the interesting thing, I mean, the story is interesting in itself. But then the comments <laughs> on on um, Nightmare oh, Magazine. The comments com. are shambles. The comments. Oh are. man, the mentions are in shambles, oh. boy. Daniel's <laughs> mentions must have gone. <laughs> crazy after this one. Because the 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 one that set it off was that people called you a blatant racist. Basically, they called Damn. you the H.P. Lovecraft of Nightmare Magazine no, no, against white
4: people. <laughs> is, yes, against oh, white they people. Hate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They said I demonized whites.
1: And the funny thing is, I was I was I read the comments. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> and then I'm walking to the train on the way to do this show today, and it just hit me like a bolt from the blue. I was like, oh, you know, because um. <laughs>
0: Why?
2: Okay. All right, well, spoiler well, t- alert. T- tell me why I'm racist. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert
1: is that the story basically uh, talks about there's this woman who, there's some people working in a pet store, yeah. and one of them goes down to the basement, gets attacked by some monster. Yeah. Right then. Little uh, Shop of okay. Yep. A wo- you know, right when they start hearing this screaming and stuff, a woman walks in, and she's carrying a brown baby. And she's like, it's where a, it's is- It's a white woman a white a woman carrying a brown baby. And Catherine she's like- Katherine Heigel comes in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <she's>, <laughs> Okay. I didn't think of Catherine but we'll go with that. Okay. Ooh. So um she walks in and it's like where is he? And she demanded to see her husband who's the pet store owner. Right. He is also a well was she well, Spoiler alert again. They're both monsters. <laughs> you know. They're, they're monsters in like human form. Right. But you know, he's mad at her because she had a brown baby and it didn't really hit me that, mm-hmm. that, like, this is why, you know, that's what the people in the comments so, were complaining about is the fact that it's like, oh, he's, you know, re- he's not mad that she cheated on him. He's mad that she has a brown baby. And so that's why he decided the monster white man decides that's to kill his monster white woman. Because, because, because she had a brown baby. Is yeah. that true? She, well... <laughs> let, let, let me explain Right, This is
4: what happened Like see What, what, what it happened What it? happened was First of all He spoiled her, But he kills her actually I yes. mean she kills him She kills the yeah, the woman husband. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Husband. But um, that's all in the end. But yeah. uh, um, but, but, but,
0: but was he mad that she had a brown baby? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's, that's exactly what happened. But I think the comment with the commenter was objecting to it. And what happened was one person really jumped in and was like, this demonizes the whites yeah. and I, it's racist, therefore. And he said something like, Look, and for the moderator, you have to let my comment stand for yeah. the justice. I'm and like,
1: <laughs> eventually he got
4: banned, though, I guess. For he trolling. got banned, yeah. He got the and hammer. Then, and yeah. then everybody else jumped on him, yeah. uh, which was entertaining for me but uh, he was mad that i think that white people turned into monsters i think that was the gist of his act so he didn't even see the whole Buffy the
0: vampire slayer like everyone's well, first monster. do you mean? the
4: history of fantasy literature is black people and people of color turning into monsters yeah. and so black people getting demonized you, right right so if you're mean? mad at that then we can talk but you're not mad about that you're mad about why one, one little ass story this yeah, one, one magazine short story less than five thousand so, words he was
1: mad and boy.
4: second of all there was a it's not like there was no good white characters yeah the, the best friend is a great character i thought she's a great character she's yep. white she's the bowling ball the bowling pin woman. the bowling pin woman is white and like, <laughs> <laughs> you know so and i have stories where there aren't good white characters and i stand by those too. but that wasn't one of them so no. i thought that was particularly interesting what happened was i ended up posting that comment on twitter with a link to the story oh wow and people flooded to read the story oh, so man. you know i believe in turning trolls around you know what i mean like make them work for you and that's what happened i had just posted the story before and people were like oh cool you have a new short story and then i posted that comment and it was like you know the stampede oh, let me see this racist ass story against white people <laughs> that sounds interesting you know like <laughs> so you know i i laughed at the situation so you want to say anything really racist
1: right now so we no, can like, make I'm, a comment I'm, to
4: I'm that <laughs> 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 Damn, maybe i already have i don't know
1: <laughs> but nah, nah. i'm glad you like the story <laughs> oh i loved it and, and then and then like like i said the comment maybe because i I was like, okay, this is a cool little story. Nice, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. sure. I'm gonna go about my day, yeah, you know. But right. then I read the comments, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. And I start thinking about it more, and it's like, what, what, wait, what? And so I'm like, walking around, what, what? Yeah. And then it's like, oh. But see, you're saying that he didn't even see it on that level. He just mad no, that no. you made them white monsters. Yes, because
4: like, that's why he said that, he, that you literally demonized white. So people. he's not even. He's not on that level. He's not with you, man. No. So,
0: dang, are you? Af- I, I don't maybe not say afraid, but are you are you mindful? Or, well, obviously you're mindful, but do you? realize that a lot of people it's just gonna go over their heads like a lot of stuff that you're trying to do and you're trying to <laughs> express i think you're gonna get a lot of that, especially online on the yeah. internet yeah you yeah. get everybody oh, but yeah. but you know but but i guess i have to say fear are you fearful that people will miss the point
4: i mean they will i so i, I can't fear something i know it's gonna happen yeah i i don't write to the lowest common denominator you know what i mean i believe because i don't you know, I love to read something that that demands that I step up to its level, not something that talks down to some, you know, to me or anything. Um I don't read comment sections usually. That was just a particularly interesting one. <laughs> Especially <laughs> on Salon, those they have the worst comment sections ever.
0: No one polices these comments. Uh, right.
4: Actually, uh, The Nightmare <laughs> one does. They they emailed me when that comment first came in and they were like, just to let you know this comment we're probably not even going to put it up. And I was like, you know what? Put that shit up. (laughs) Like, do whatever you want, really. But if you put it up, I'm fine. Um, But, yeah, people are going to miss it. People are going to miss it intentionally more often than not. And that's fine. I'm not talking to them. I really am not interested in, like, bringing anybody over to my side. I'm really interested in making the conversation deeper for the folks that are already having it.
0: Mm, That's very smart. And and it kind of saves you a lot of energy. Saves me a lot of. I'm not, (laughs) why am I going to waste my
4: time on some racist motherfucker that thinks I'm being racist? Like, that's a, that's not, you know, I generally delete like eggs come in my mentions somewhat regularly, not a lot. And and the other piece is that I always have to say this like, I don't get nearly the kind of trolling that the women of color that I follow on Twitter get. I don't get rape threats. I don't get death threats. Thank God. And I hope I never do. Uh, But most of the women of color I follow on Twitter get those on the daily. On Uh, the
0: daily. Just for
4: existing. Not even for saying the amazing shit that they say. Right. That too. But just by existing, you know, they get the worst kind of harassment. And I can't imagine what that's like because I was just really vexed by the bullshit that I got over Lovecraft stuff. You know, this guy um, came at me in his blog and it didn't really bother me, bother me, but I was like, why would you even...
0: (laughs) Just, like why would you even waste your time? Right,
4: right. I yeah. mean, it 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 just annoyed the shit out of me, really, I, at first, and then I started laughing at it, and then I felt really bad for him because he's still writing blogs out there. Apparently, a third one went up, uh, all about me. So I don't, I didn't read it. I feel. Oh wow, you I got fanfiction about yeah, yourself. <laughs> I feel like it's fan fiction. and he's like this old scholar, a Lovecraft scholar. You know, I, I feel bad for the guy. Um, but not bad enough to read the actual book. <laughs> so anyway, wow. I just I don't know how they deal with it. I don't get nearly that kind of trolling. I hope I never do. Um, I just try not to put any energy towards it because it's silly. Okay. Okay. Um. You
0: know, Ben. I mentioned horror. You know. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. Sorry, Ben. I mentioned horror, and he mentioned, or we mentioned how like there's not yet maybe that one person of color yet that's like the horror person, like. <laughs> Like, you know, there's no Stephen King in in People of Color. You know, who is that person? Do you think that person's on the come up right now? Is it you? Uh,
4: (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's not one. Uh, That's really what I feel about it. George Romero. George Romero. isn't he? Yeah Yeah I think he's Cuban Although he doesn't really You don't
3: hear it from him ever So <laughs> No but he's got this body of work That yeah. yeah. You, there'd be no Walking Dead If there was no, no George Romero No definitely And
4: uh, have you all seen Juan of the Dead Because that's an amazing movie I saw
3: Juan of the I Dead saw, I, I saw, th- saw the second half yeah, of it And absolutely. I was crazy. loving yeah. it yeah. Yeah. I gotta catch the first half yeah. Yeah. But
4: as far as horror And people of color Tanana reeve du Is really one of uh, She's really like amazing I don't, I don't know if No y'all I'm ever, gonna have to check uh, her out Check her out, out. Yeah. She, has a, she has a series called The African Immortals That's deep as hell And It's not, um, it's horror, but in like a really fascinating way. Uh, And she does all these interesting things with power and with different dynamics. And it's not um, the same old kind of narrative that we get again and again. And then she has this book, The Good House. She has a slew of books out there. Um, And she just does amazing work. And she does scary ass work too. So I would say her for horror. Um, But but again, I hope, I've been asked that before and I really hope it's not one or the other. Um, Mm. You know, I hope I make my name and do my thing, and I plan to, and I plan to make waves and fuck people's ideas of normal shit up um, and, and be successful, um, but it can't just be me. And when I get there, I don't want to be alone up there, you know, and I feel like that's where we need to start thinking more, comp- with different ways about what a success mean, you know, for people of mm-hmm. color. It's different. It's not about like the one ring to rule them all and like the breakaway sudden moment where everything changes in your life and then you're separated from your whole community and you know what I mean. Like I'm oh, rich, you can take it up into the spaceship. Everybody <laughs> else, fuck off. Right? right like, so you know we we have to bring each other up because it's it's gonna be lonely if we don't. And that's like a survival mechanism. You yes. know what I'm saying? I can't do it alone. Like I need my people
3: with me. Oh Guillermo del Toro, also. I mean, I got issues with the strain and I had issues. <laughs> I had issues with that. Kaiju movie <laughs> With Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim I really
4: like that But I mean yeah But it, it, I think he's yeah.
3: I think he's clear I think he's definitely A, a, a voice that's out there Yeah Absolutely most And I absolutely. don't know What you would You know Robert Rodriguez Certainly yeah. He, yeah, Genre dude that's I don't true. know if you'd call it Horror but he's definitely He's very genre. He's he sure out there is. With the genre stuff yeah. no, Most that's definitely still Till definitely I, horror Yeah yeah Absolutely absolutely.
4: And he knows who he is And what he is yes. Which is yes. You know he's clear about it He has a channel now yeah. A Latino channel And I mean that's We need people that know Who they are are. Mm-hmm. It's great to have folks of color up there doing the thing, but we need folks that will also be advocates. And, you know, unfortunately, you have to be uh, loud and political um, to, to make change. And it's hard to be that as a person of color, but that's what we need
1: right now. More Muhammad Ali's and less Michael Jordan's. Well- <laughs>
2: Wow, yeah, there goes another guy who's wow. never wow. coming on our show. Damn wow, wow. <laughs> it, every,
1: every, you have a every week, list, right? Every, you have a running list, too. Michael Jordan. Listen. Now. <laughs> I think this Colin is Ferrell. a
0: conspiracy. Every week, he has a hit list of people he does not want <laughs> to be on the show, just
4: knocking them down, like you're just going right through them. <laughs> every week. them but not for nothing. That's a, have y'all read, um, Long Division? No, by no. KSC layman Yeah, that's an amazing book. And it's uh, it's amazing. It just it's a It's about time travel and all this other shit. And just uh, uh, the characters go through things that deal with f- fame, fame and being of color, being specifically southern and black in that book. Wow, I gotta uh, get this. Yeah, you gotta read it. He's an amazing writer. He's an amazing non. His essays are incredible. Y'all have to check him out, K. C. Lehman. He wrote an essay called "How to Slowly Kill Yourself in America." Mm. That is fucking heartbreaking. Wow. Like I feel like I learned to write reading that essay like i was just like oh shit came out last year i think he has a collection of essays that came out too that's called that um but check him out but just to say that there, there, those distinctions you know like when do we speak up when when are we loud when are we able to be political what kind of power do we have to garnish around ourselves to to be able to say you know the deeper truths and we're always balancing that with that idea of fame and Uh, success and the idea, you know, what does it mean to be successful and all those other things. That's a tough conversation to have, Mm -hmm. you know, as you're a writer, as you're a producer, as you're talking, all these different things that you're doing. So how do we have those conversations if we don't even see our faces out there? You know what I mean? Damn. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's been
0: uh-huh. that fire, damn! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> saying,
1: hot fire today, folks. Dropping, breaking atoms and this all is that. Like good Geno stuff. Yeah. Like, damn. That was racist. <laughs> <laughs> just because
4: he's because he's bald intention. and Latino. <laughs> and Latino, yeah. and Latino. But, 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 I don't appreciate that. But but
2: that wasn't my intention. All right. <laughs> right. Well, okay. All is, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. I stand down. Uh, <laughs> nah,
1: nah, nah, nah. <laughs> all right, well, Daniel, it's okay. been an awesome interview. View, but now it's time for the brap segment, all right. the rapid fire questions. We got oh, Daniel shit. in the hot seat. You oh, ready, shit. sir? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just
4: expended all my wisdom in the He's last like, yeah. section. <laughs> yeah, all right. You ain't got I just, no more bars, I, I, man. I, I, Star Wars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry. oh, oh. <laughs> sorry, T. Sorry.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, all right, okay. I was gonna I'm press ready. you. I'm we'll, ready. I'm ready. We'll get to that. <laughs> but right. number one, Black Panther or Power Man? Black Panther. Nice.
0: Falcon or War Machine?
3: Falcon. Classic. Uh, Magneto or Professor X? Professor X. Mm. Martin
0: or The Cosby (laughs) Show? (laughs) It's like you didn't believe
1: it. Martin. (laughs) Oh.
0: You didn't even think he'd say that? No, I really thought
4: Cosby Show, but go ahead. I love them both. Of course. But Martin makes me laugh more. Okay. I'll say that. I know, you know.
0: Nino, Brown, or Scarface?
3: Nino.
4: Mm. <laughs> I, I have a thing <laughs> against Scarface. I I'm, I picked Nino Brown too.
1: Yeah, I do I too. I don't know. I can't stand that movie. Scarface is overrated. Yeah, Ada it, it is. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh, Emmanuel Lewis versus uh, Gary Coleman.
4: I don't actually <laughs> think I can answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> can I pass? Right. <laughs> yeah, or not. <nah.
1: laughs> or not. <nah>. Say <laughs> or not. Nah. Why would you even put them in the same
3: sentence though? Like Cause that's so awesome. Cause they're both black midgets. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that they're bl- they're like black men with kidney problems. Oh, they got their own. <laughs> they got their own. It's its a own genre. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Of a show where they're where they're where they're adopted category. by wealthy white people. It's like this amazing. It's this amazing genre that like wow. there should still be shows on TV that like wow. you know feature like sort of you know like people, so we're
0: using this in like men of color who
3: have some kind of you know like life <laughs> life-threatening disease Ooh. who get adopted by wealthy white people man and then it's wow. jokes
0: so so during our <laughs> yeah. holiday episode when we're on vacation we're using this on like the, right. that episode right the episode <laughs> where we don't really we're not really there but they show the repeats yeah.
3: that.
0: Oh,
2: God.
3: wow it's literally wow. it was literally like, wow. the beginning of this genre like if if the kid and mr belvedere had been like a black <laughs> man with a kidney disorder how amazing would that have been or like you know the, it's Tatiana Ali. Yeah. Fresh <laughs> <Prince and Heather. laughs> right, right. You know, I mean, like, there's so many,
1: so many, so many shows. If Fresh that, Prince had had a kidney disorder, then that would have been it right there. Right, right. There you go. Yeah, there you Smith. go.
3: His career would have been very different. Wow. wow. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? You already know.
3: <laughs> Star. Wars. But then people, if if we're not a ele- then they could just say Space 1999 for the Star Wars <laughs> well, or Star hey, Trek. I mean, they like, might be able to. Star like it, yeah. Wars. Star. Yes. Wars all
4: day. Thank you. It's such an easy answer. It seems really basic. I'm confused by people that don't get that. My eyes are rolling. Cool. I see them. I, I see them rolling.
0: Um, The Wire, Breaking Bad.
4: The Wire. The Wire. Yeah, the wire. I knew that one. Yeah. yeah, but I do love Breaking Bad. Definitely, I do.
3: But the wire. Machito or Tito Puente? Oh Jesus. Machito. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I <laughs> Although actually that's the you know, this the Cuban dude. It's like Cuano, the right? Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't, I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> What's your favorite film? Oh shit.
4: <laughs> it's a tie between The Godfather and Return of the Jedi.
1: Yeah, I've read that in the interview. <laughs> How are you gonna say Return of the Jedi? All right, first you've got to write with Star Wars, but Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is
4: an amazing movie.
1: Empire Strikes
0: Back. No. <laughs> he shut you down immediately. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. No. He said, no.
4: <laughs> no it's not the same. Of what? the No. Just for the opening sequence. Just that alone is better than Empire Strikes. The Jabba back. stuff. Yes. The stuff. The in whole. Jabba better
1: pit. than the ads on Hoth.
3: The Sarlacc pit. Yes. Better than that.
4: I mean, look. I love Empire Strikes Ewoks. Back. I love. See, I yeah, actually Ewoks. we've Ewoks. never
3: had this conversation, <laughs> but I actually legitimately will defend the Ewoks. I will. I, too. Ha- I have some issues. Yeah, yeah. with- I mean, It's racist as fuck. But, with you know. <laughs> I have some issues with 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 uh, you know the pacing t- pacing and the fact that Carrie Carrie Fisher's drug habit is clear is very visible okay. well, in, in the. I'm okay uh, the with it. That. That's okay. I'm okay. Okay, with that. okay. okay. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, um, <laughs> the puffiness under okay. her chin. She's never coming on this show. Yeah, just there. so you know. Scratch I know. her off your and list. And I really like Carrie.
4: Not anymore. I'm a
0: little perplexed, but um. Favorite video game. It could be older. Oh, now. shit.
4: Uh, the one with Yoshi. What's that? Three? Which Super Mario I mean, Mario Mario <laughs> Mario? <laughs> yes. Super, I, mean I know Island. it's Super Mario Brothers, but I mean. Number three. The one where Yoshi first shows
1: up. Yes. Okay. I think that's three. Yeah, it's three and amazing. Oh, that's amazing. All right.
3: <laughs> Fa- well, I mean, this is going to be difficult, and you've, you've shouted out so many, but favorite comic book or book?
4: Oh, I, you know, I'm not a big comic book person, so I'm going to have to say Saga, because that's the most recent one, right. and that no, one son. blew that's my good. fucking mind, so. yeah, Saga.
1: It's a, it's a, that's an easy
4: one. Favorite T V show. Ooh.
2: <laughs>
4: um probably gonna have to say the wire with that. I do I love the wire. Um yeah, fuck it. The, the wire. yeah
0: That's accepted. Oh, thank you. Favorite Wesley Slipes movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: I, ah! <laughs> Come on, everybody's got one.
0: You already use your or not. I, pass, I right? know, right? Yeah. Shit.
4: Uh, coming to America. Wesley? Oh, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> no I
3: was
0: like,
4: what Oh, what
3: we're <laughs> talking about racist folks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's oh, That's Arsenio Hall. Look
4: alike. What? This is. No, take your pick. No. White men ketchup.
2: Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Way to clean that up. <laughs> Who would you
1: cosplay
3: as? <laughs> oh, shit. Not Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Not Wesley Snipes. Arsenio
4: <laughs> Hall.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, Um. Yes. Oh,
3: Jesus!
4: (laughs) I would do Jabba the Hutt for
3: it. Oh well, that's dope. (laughs) (laughs) That's a new one. Well, if you do, if you come to Comic Con as as Jabba the Hutt, yeah, I'll I'll come as Salacious Crumb.
4: (laughs) I changed my mind.
2: <laughs>
3: you could go as Leia,
2: Chico
3: Traumatized Definitely catch a bola in that outfit Oh, wow. oh okay right. I All made right. a
2: mistake
0: and said that That's my fault, y'all know, My bad, you know my
3: what? bad <laughs> <laughs> Finish it up, Tatiana. Alright
0: If you could have any one superpower What would it be? Oh, fuck
4: uh, Flying I mean, I know it's boring
1: But I would love to fly Alright Sorry All I got. That's great.
3: I'm walking on air.
1: You have survived the (laughs) Brap segment. You survived the interview. Barely made it. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, though. (laughs) We're going to finish this episode up, do our news and all that good stuff with Daniel. We'll be right back with more fan
2: bros. You know what it is? It's your
1: boy, Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Nada Brahma, a.k.a. Akasha. You know, when I'm not engineering, when I'm not around the world talking or just basically saving the world, I'm listening to FanBros.com. And welcome back, FanBros. I hope you've been enjoying this amazing episode. I know you have been because it's been jam-packed with all kind of insanity. And, you know, we got to wrap it up. But first, we got some news of the week, as we always do. And, of course, it's now the second week of TV for Gotham. It's now made two episodes. You know, amazing, right? Two whole episodes. That's right. Gotham, uh, I don't know how the ratings were. I'm sure they were still blowing Absolutely out the good. water.
0: I'm really only here for Fish Mooney right now. So. Okay, okay. So you're oh, here for Selena, Jada Pinkett? And also Selena, the young lady playing Selena Kyle. I, I think that's i uh,
1: I'm also here no, for uh, here the for- woman playing uh, Montoya. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm most definitely here for her
2: <laughs> 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 for <laughs> other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, is clearly,
3: I thought. Now, is that E. T. playing the the, the 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 Selena Kyle character because she clearly looks like? I mean, that's not a human being. That's obviously <laughs> some kind of alien. <laughs> Look at the shape of her head and how far her eyes are, or whatever. Like that's like some kind of. Like, she she
0: looks like E.T. Let's just add another. Miss
3: Actress. Is, I guess you're never coming on
1: our show This is the either. one
0: time, like, I, I really, really wish we had a camera in here. Really? <laughs> your <my> face. <laughs> your face. I you was don't, about you to don't say think that. She, you guys don't think she I looks like E.T.? I wish you had e. taken <laughs> a picture of your face. <laughs>
2: no, it is like, I think no, the girl
0: right, playing right,
1: Selena Kyle looks like
3: E.T. With, with with goggles. But beyond that... <laughs>
1: How do you feel with its second week now? I,
3: i'm I'm liking the show. i'm I'm dealing with whatever issues I have with like the Batman Canon that 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 they're that they're switching around. I'm generally, I'm, I feel like, uh, the the Jim Gordon uh, Bullock stuff is kind of, is the weakest stuff on the show, and I actually like both those yeah, actors. It, it is kind of their dialogue is really corny. It's like really sort of very you've been there, done that. Good cop, bad cop. I think Fish Mooney and the Penguin are much more interesting Absolutely. characters. that yes. I would much rather be spending time even the uh, the Riddler, you know, Eddie mm-hmm. Ed Enigma. But yeah, like so mm-hmm. they need to really improve the Gordon. Uh, what you mean, I but like Alfred. Either, either improve
0: it or shift focus right. to the other categories you just mentioned. Right.
3: I love Alfred
0: on yeah. the show.
1: Let me say yeah. that. I tweeted about that. Him being an a hole is like the greatest right. I, Alfred ever. You
0: know what? I talked about this with my husband. The fact that he's not the typical high class English Alfred that you no. always are used to. This is like the down home like this. The thug down, You know, been the, the thug
1: done dirt. Cockney Alfred. thug type yes, Alfred. Yeah. Which yeah. Th- I love was- it.
0: There was a recent Batman cartoon.
3: I don't really know whatever happened to that that started last year. Uh, the they, Brave and the Bold. No, it was after that. Okay. But it was, and they did like they, they 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 sort of switched it out and had Alfred be this Cockney, like sort of thuggish, yep. thugged out, you know. And so I feel like maybe that might have influenced this. But no, I, I I actually I like the the Alfred, both the actor and mm. the portrayal.
2: But, but he
0: could have been a character from Snatch to like that's right. how right like, right, they right, wrote right, him. right 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 right. I'm I, I like it. like I, said, I don't have much of a problem. With, like I'm not so super attached to Batman and that whole canon where like right. if they change stuff. It's like oh my god. Like I, I I like the direction that they're going with. But like you said, they just need to work on some dialogue pieces. Less of the dun 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 stuff. And you know I think we'll we'll be good.
1: Yeah, I, like I saw a lot of people dogging it, like you said, because of the canon changes and stuff. And I think that's just one of the yeah. things you got to set for TV. And so far, you know, I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm really, you know, excited to see where the season goes. Two episodes in, it's rolling along pretty well.
0: Daniel, you agree?
4: Um, yeah. Like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing, so mm-hmm. I can't. That's fine. I, my thing is to put it right before Sleepy Hollow might be a mistake because you have two. Dark fantasy, police procedural, kind of goofy shows. Yeah, that are good, but um, you know, like they're really back to back, like on a lot of levels. They're,
0: they're they're trying their idea that I mean, I think you already know why they're doing that because they're similar. Right. No, that's true. Right, and they, they feel like Sleepy Hollow is obviously the leader, so they right. want to bring those viewers right in. It does make sense, right? For,
4: for my personal taste, I'm like that's enough, a
0: little enough. too much. Yeah, yeah, right? I, I get it. I
1: feel you because so, I want to watch Sleepy Hollow, but after the first hour of Gotham, I'm like, uh, let me see right. what
2: else is on. And
4: I, I'm a Sleepy Hollow fan. Yeah. I love that show. So I was. Kind of half watching Gotham because I was like, I know Sleepy Hollow. I'm already (laughs) getting tired of (laughs) this. I really like
3: like Sleepy Hollow, and I tried to just imagine that I hadn't seen the first season when when the first couple episodes aired, and the pace of that show, and like how they just expect you to just sort of jump in. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm fine with it, but it's not the most friendly show to people who don't know what's been. It's basically
4: Scandal with demons,
3: right? Mm. Well. It's fast-paced. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's really fast. fast. Yeah, it doesn't no, it slow is. down. So
0: don't jump in, in the middle. I got to go from the beginning. No, no, no. I don't think
4: so. I think you can pick it up. Yeah, I mean, and, it, up.
3: And, it, and it's, you know, it, it is pretty dope. I mean. But
4: I don't think it's that deep where you. <laughs> it's no. not like Breaking Bad where you're like,
3: <laughs> who the fuck is that? Right,
4: like, right, you know, right. It's right, pretty right. much there's demons and they're trying to stop the demons. You can jump in anyway. Okay. All
3: right. Uh, Some other TV news. And they have really good chemistry, I just feel I think that's, like, the two leads. Yeah, I agree. They have better chemistry than the leads on Fringe had. They have X-Files-level chemistry. (laughs) Okay. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And in some other TV news this week, they revealed the cast of the new Walking Dead spinoff show. Um, It looks like, basically, it's just cast descriptions. This new show won't have anything to do with the other show nor will it have anything to do with any of the walking dead comic books so it's going to be all brand new it's basically just a new cast like in another part of the world you know basically it's it's cashing in and, on the and they're having their own walking struggles
0: Death. just a new yeah so it's just people. gonna be
1: a whole new cast it's okay. uh so far from the casting descriptions it's two families and a 40 year old woman along with them not much of shown... a brown baby <laughs> <laughs> hopefully she's not brown because otherwise she'll be killed off in the first season <laughs> You know, I'm mean, sorry. This is The Walking Dead, folks. It's right. It seems to have a limit of black people on the show. Y'all hear about the Breaking Bad spinoff? Yeah, of course. Better
3: Call, Better Call Saul. Saul. Well, oh, Why are, are they
4: running? doing that? I don't understand. I'm sorry. I, I, and I, I, and I love Breaking Bad.
3: But yeah, that's I what know, it is. But but it's, <laughs> it's not going to make any money. No, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to soil the legacy. I, I, I heard they were like.
4: going to do one with um, Jesse. Ah. which i'm really glad they didn't do No, right. no they no. don't need they that don't, they don't is, need to that do that shit that's a complete nowhere. story Jesse
0: is uh, done. all the way 100% supporting character Exactly. Not a yeah. main and he character. works well for that
3: yeah. right yes. but I and don't, i don't think you know. he's ever going to have uh, like anything remotely you and know like check like, like, him like off event. the list as well <laughs> um and well, when a, he does he no, can he's come on and 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 tell me i'm wrong he's a hell of an actor i'll say he
1: acted his ass off straight through and in those Xbox commercials, he's been doing quite well. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. White, I think yeah. that's it for the TV news for this yeah. week. Uh, so, time for my favorite segment of the week: comics I copped. And there's not really much news this week, man. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I I gave you the hype-ass That was a letdown. (laughs) I want my money back. I mean, the real big news that I got to talk about is I've I've caught up on Saga. You know, we're up to issue 23. Issue 25 will be on stands in less than two months. And they say that they're going to have – they're thinking they're still not decided about, like, 25 or so different variant covers. Yeah, because they never have any variant covers ever. All the covers have been done by Fiona Staples, who's Mm. the artist of the book. And uh, Vaughn, the writer, is like, you know, her covers are so beautiful that he never wanted to do anybody else's art. So now they're thinking of doing 25 for 25. I'm not sure if that's been confirmed or not. Hmm. But, you know, I talk about it a lot, but I cannot say it enough. Go fucking read Saga. Word. Like, yeah. it's just. Now you yeah. have
0: Daniel telling you to go read Word. that book, yeah.
1: too. You that yeah, you have yeah. Tatiana telling it. you to go read that It's me telling you to go read that book. Yeah. So it's consistently good. Because, like I
4: said, I've yeah. only read the first collection.
1: I'm up to now, I'm, I caught up. I was up to the third collection a few weeks ago, and finally I broke down and just started buying the single issues. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't take so it. It's, good. Yeah, it's, good. it's that good. And even Jeez. the letters pages are good. Brian. Vaughn answers everything in the letters pages. So, oh, yeah, nice. you get all kind of, you know, inside information there. So It makes it well worth buying the single issue. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, don't it, don't it, tell it, me to buy shit right now. Trust man. me, it really hurts me too. I, I, to, I, I sell it out for Saga because okay. it's well worth it. Yeah, right. yeah so I was going to ask you if you're reading anything else right now, but it seems to be that Saga's your only. Comic book-wise? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah That's your only edition right now? Uh, I'm writing one. Oh, oh! Wow, that's big news. Is oh, that a Fambro? <laughs> Is that a That's a Fambro's
3: exclusive. Oh, yes! well,
1: hey, well, 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 Can we get some more information? Uh, yeah, on this? it's
4: called Santo, and it's uh, basically an alternate world Brooklyn in the 1910s. That's kind of a steampunk. Uh, it's more like old radio engine punk, um, and so the it's like a, a crew of santeros that hang out at this club called El Bolchinche. And they have all kinds of like cool weapons and flying machines and shit. So they fly around. And then there's a character that's actually kind of based on Lovecraft, not because of this. I wrote it uh, before all this shit happened. But <laughs> who's like stealing all their sh- stories, basically, and uh-huh. and using them to open up a gateway to a bunch of mutant creatures that want to come through. So they're fighting off.
0: That sounds yeah. tough. That man. sounds really <laughs> dope. Yeah.
3: yeah,
4: I'm excited about it. Um, I'm talking to some folks that are interested in it. So do you
1: have an artist yet? I do not. Oh
3: wow! Oh, we know wow. somebody. Right. Yeah, you Send them uh, my way. You know how to, to the, find uh, me. You, you know, know how to, how to come find to the me. To uh, party, and we might introduce uh, you. Uh, definitely, yeah. I have a uh,
4: publisher that's really interested in it, but I'm going to keep that on the low yeah, yeah. for yeah. now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but you yeah. know, things that happen. So you know, don't don't so I'll keep you all informed about it. But it's going to be dope. You know, I'm all for. Let right. me plug Long Hidden real quick too, so, because we haven't talked about it. But that's an anthology of speculative fiction from marginalized histories. That uh, came out this year in May. Um, that Rose Fox, who works over at Publishers Weekly, and I edited it together, and I edited it together. And it's a collection of really good speculative fiction um, from like historical sources, basically, uh, from all over the world. And it has Victor Laval, Tanana Riedou, Nedy Akorfor, a whole bunch of amazing writers are up in there. And uh, it's a hell of a book. So check it out.
1: Most definitely. What's the name of that again? Long hidden.
4: You long can find Long hidden. Uh, yeah, Long hidden speculative fiction from the margins of history longhidden.com is the website. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it came out from Cross Genres Publications who put out my first
1: book, Salsa Nocturna. Yeah, well, thank you. You just made the Comics I Cop segment all the way live with that. I I love it. (laughs) It started off, you know, like, uh, but then it was like, boom. (laughs) I got secret information. I have no
0: story, DJ. (laughs) Older said,
1: I'll save you. Thank you, brother. (laughs) All righty. Oh, man, but I got something big news that's relating to comics in the world of film. Uh, The rights to Why the Last Man reverted back to Brian Vaughn, the creator of Saga. He has a book, Why the Last Man, and the rights were going to be made into a film, but now they've reverted back to him. And he's one of those dudes who says that he doesn't really uh, care for his movies being made into films. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't seem like there might be a chance of why ever being made into a film. Have you read why? I haven't. Oh man, check it out! It's right.
3: real, I think it's definitely like you know it's one of the best things ever. In the last written. twenty years, yeah. it's a yeah. novel. Yeah, it's, it's, a, a no, it's a comic. It's, it's, it's a it's comic. five, okay. five, ten Graph- uh, graphic novels. Yeah. or five hardcovers, sixty issues total. But he's <clears throat> the dude who he's the dude who's writing Saga. saga. Right? Yeah, oh, right. No, writer. I have to check it out. It's right up it's there. Really, with, uh, it's right up there with Saga. And it uh, would it would make a great TV show, but not a great movie. No,
1: definitely. They they said that the original script contained the first two graphic novels, but you know that's all to the wayside now. And he's definitely said before that people have approached him about Saga, and he's like, no. Word? Yeah, I, I know it hurts. But that... then I think about it, and I don't feel like Saga could be made, because it had to be a TV show, yeah. and then it would have to be the most expensive TV show in the okay, history of fair. the world. That's like, yeah, So it's true. you know, it's one of those things. So don't look forward to Why the Last <laughs> Man coming out. Let or... down number two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and in fact, we're going to go even lower with my next bit of moves, because instead of a Why oh, the God. Last Man movie, oh, we are getting- the Tetris movie. Shut the fuck up. I'm I am sorry. not lying. Tetris, the really? Movie. I mean, Tetris the movie. That's not Why real. Why
2: are you lying? I'm not
1: lying. Thing? I am not lying. But, it was recorded already... today. Hollywood is planning That's to make so an sad. epic sci-fi. No. Movie. They did not
0: use the modifier epic. They That's did. Sad. No.
1: In fact, the producers Shut of the movie God. used the modifier <laughs> epic. And then in describing the movie, they didn't talk about plot. They didn't talk about any of that. They talked about we're going to have great locations and epic. It's going to be in
0: Russia, right? Uh, right? Was, so, that just hurts my... <laughs> 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 wait, wait, wait wow. but, 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 but... Is because I mean, of
3: the great success of the Battleship I was going to say, they just I, made Battleship It's because right? of
1: Legos. Yeah. It's because of the Legos. Oh, of the Legos, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Which, but Legos
2: have...
0: Pe- c- people. Characters. That, yeah. yeah. Lego people. Did y'all see the Lego one? Yes, it was dope. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Yeah, no, it. it was pretty crazy. But... Uh,
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, less said about that, the better, but the, yeah. The Is te-
0: Liam Neeson going to be in it?
1: No.
2: Damn no. it. Then no. it's not worth it. Tonka
1: Toys, Who the knows, movie. though? But speaking of Battleship, and Battleship starred uh, one of my favorite actresses, Rihanna. And- Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I said that with a straight face and everything. Now you really did. Yeah, uh, she's going to be- she, there's rumors going around today that she will be the new Bond girl. I Another Battleship
0: too. alumni. <laughs> You do know that, right? Wait, what?
1: She was in Battleship. That's what I mean. That's what I said. One of my favorite actresses from Battleship. He 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 said it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be the new Bond girl. That would be amazing. Uh. Against uh, who? Uh, Daniel Craig still playing Bond. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Daniel Craig will play Bond. I'm a fan of Daniel Craig. I am, bond. too. Yeah. I, love, yeah. I love his yeah.
0: Bond. I think definitely. he does
1: it. I think he really does it. I don't know about the movies, but uh, I like Well, uh, I like uh, the last one up until the end. Me, yeah. too. What was that ending about? Oh, my God. Tonka Toys ending. You know, right. it's, like, it's <laughs> like, I don't know. It I was thought like that... Home Alone right. and, like, with guns. And... Right. It was the weakest. Of the three that he's done, mm-hmm. the yeah, last one was it's... definitely the weakest. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Rihanna is potentially the bond girl, so you That's know, dope. Yeah, I ain't mad at really it. Go bad. for yours, Riri. All right. And now, you know, it used to be my second favorite, but I now know. it's down to you know, it's a good the, segment. The redheaded stepchild of, <laughs> of <Fampros laughs> yes
3: comes in. Wow. The Cinderella that sleeps <laughs> sleeps in the ashes by the <laughs> fireplace. <laughs> she goes pick of the week. All right. All right, so so I'm gonna do something that I've never done on this show, which is I'm gonna recommend a movie I haven't seen, and that's because it's coming on Netflix October 1st, and you'll be listening to this on October 2nd, and so I'm going to watch this. You should watch it. It's a movie that I've wanted to see for a while. It's called Hit, and it stars Richard Pryor and Billy D. Williams from 1973, um, I read about this movie a while ago. It's uh, it's got a soundtrack by Lalo Schifrin, who did who did Ooh. the freshest oh. soundtracks of the 70s. That's right. And um, Mission Impossible. A uh, exactly a, uh, a federal agent's uh, daughter overdoses on heroin, and him and his friend get together and hire some mercenaries, and they go to Marseille, France. Richard Pryor's a mercenary. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's 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 uh, it, no no he's the friend. Okay. And <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Lander. D. Williams. Is the uh, wow. is, is is the is the federal agent? Wow! And so they go to get revenge on like the French cartel who uh, you know. This yes. might be your greatest pick so- ever. Wow. So this is like in that. <laughs> this is a gem. This is like yes. a you know like an addendum to the French Connection. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> even you know, if it's bad, it's gonna be right. Good. So I, I definitely I I've known about this movie for a few years, but it's just coming on that service that rhymes with. Chet kicks <laughs> um and I you said uh, their name already yeah, right. <laughs> <It is. laughs> sorry but uh anyway well you know i don't want to give out the free advertising <laughs> too late but uh so yeah so by the time you're hearing this you know i'll have seen it for the first time everyone here in the spaceship will have seen it for the first time oh yeah and hopefully you will too
1: most definitely hit hit yeah with, with,
3: with a uh with a with an exclamation point oh okay yeah.
1: nice I right gotta add that in all right, well, oh, man, that's been a great episode, you know. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Daniel, for joining us. Thank you all for having me. I had a great time. You yeah. know. You know. Real quick, let the fan bros out there know where they can find you at. You know what you got uh, coming
4: up? Yes, definitely. Well, I'm gonna be at Comic Con. Yes, sir. Eight o'clock on Thursday night, because <laughs> <laughs> that's when the geeks of color get to have right. our panel. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. I've never been to Comic Con, so I guess that's not prime time reality, but. Uh,
1: <laughs> it, we're gonna make it prime time. We're really gonna be there. Right, the fair bros are gonna be there. Right, so, you know, I uh, think that's, that's
3: when good. the Cosby Show used to air it. You know, yeah. uh, hey, Thursday night prime. Yep.
4: yep. Uh, wait. Let me. I'm also on another panel. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's called These Are My People. Uh, alien zombies, vampires, dragons, building a community in the sci-fi fantasy world. It's on Saturday, the 11th at noon. Right. So check that that's out. Prime time. That is prime time. There you and go. some yep. some badasses are gonna be in that with me. I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to be signing books. Half Resurrection Blues is going to be there. Nice. The book. Nice. There's a Comic-Con special edition Uh-oh. version that was nice. made just for Comic-Con. Nice. Wow. So, that's exciting. We'll so, be coming by your table. For please do, do. Come by for a copy. Pick a, pick a copy up so y'all can talk about it on the air and all that shit. Word. The book has a map of Brooklyn that they made just for this series just oh, for the book, which is that's cool. I'm dope. not sure if I made it in the Comic-Con one. But <laughs> but if you buy the one, the you know, when it comes, I know, whatever. <laughs> but I'm just saying, so you, you might get the one at Comic-Con, but you just have to go buy the book for the map. The map is amazing, y'all. I can't even begin, because they basically, like, did Brooklyn, but then they put in the different buildings that are in the story and whatever, Grand Army Plaza's up in there. It's it's dope. So I'm excited about that. Um, That's coming out January 6th. I'm going to be doing all kinds of work gearing up for that um and like i said shadow shaper comes out next july mm-hmm. and yeah you can find me on twitter dj older my website is ghoststar.net
1: and uh, that's where i am all right well thank you very much for joining us again and like we said fan bros you know like we said next week is new york comic-con all kind of craziness coming up for it tuesday night at bergen street comics at 8 p.m you can join us for our live podcast with gene gray and Quelle Chris, all of the fam bros will be there. Myself, Tatiana King, Chico, Leo, Illa, yc Ty, the Robot, Kim, Sonian, man, it's it's gonna Damn. be. It, I mean, we might pack the house out just by being there. Ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, the, the Wu Tang Clan of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, come out 8 p.m. We had a meet and greet. You can meet us all. We'll be talking. We'll be chilling. Probably have some drinks up in there. You know, we'll be getting our swerve on a little bit. It's a good-ass comic book store. I oh, man, yeah, Bergen yes, Street yeah. comic yes. books. Beautiful store. Chico, you going to bring
0: some of that uh, that Black Jesus wine? I'll bring some Black word, Jesus wine.
1: Word, word yeah. up. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yep,
1: wow. Gene Grey will be there. 9 p.m. We'll be starting the live podcast, interviewing Jean Grey and Quelle Chris. We're going to have some trivia, game shows, some giveaways. It's going to be a crazy night. And then following that up, Thursday night at Home Sweet Home in the LES, I'll be DJing. Tatiana King will be on the mic spitting bars. It's going to yeah, be a yeah, party. Yeah. Chico will be at the bar <laughs> pouring drinks. Kim Sonia will be somewhere in the back drunk. And that's <laughs> how we're going to do it. Thursday night, nice. home sweet home. First night of Comic-Con. We're kicking it off. Lower East Side. Where's that at? Uh, it's the Lower East Side on Christie Street. You can get the address on, on Fan or Actually, cool, cool, it's cool. at 351 Christie Street, right. Lower East Side. Nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful little spot. You I'm going to try to come mm-hmm. through. It's oh, going to be up on Bambro's.com. You can't try. Kind of? you got to yeah. yeah. be there. Go. I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up. <laughs> come on, it's Star Wars, brother. No oh, <laughs> right. the there is no try. There is no try. Only do. You know what. You yes. know what? <laughs> All right, so
0: that's about it for this episode. Anything else, Tatiana? When is DJ Older coming out with the Letdown Volume Three? <laughs> that's that's
4: secret information. I can't re- I can't release that yet. But my new mixtape will. You know, I'm gonna
2: drop it soon. We'll see.
4: We'll see. We'll see. All right. <laughs> Bingo night.